Hello, hello, and welcome to Applies Job Bytes. We're a podcast that covers jobs, job searching, the job application process, career growth and development, and almost everything in between. Our show is sponsored by Apply.io, the free browser extension that helps you apply to jobs with a single click and writes really good cover letters for you using AI. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Applies Job Bytes. I'm Jean, your host, and with me today is Ben Morton. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Ben, uh, I'd love to start by asking you about your story. I, I was intrigued when I when I read about your career, and and if I understand correctly, you you, you began your life as uh, doing a couple tours of Iraq as as a captain in the British Army. You then went on to have a career, uh, a corporate career in in HR, um, and today you operate as a leadership coach. I mean, it it sounds like you've had first-hand experience literally in the trenches, um, having to lead from the front. Um, I'd love to know a little bit more about these sort of milestone moments in, in your life and career that have shaped your view on leadership. Yeah, so um, I think actually on reflection, my view on leadership was fundamentally shaped by my parents early on, although I didn't consciously realize it at, at the time. I don't, I don't have any family history of military service but for some reason it's something that always appealed to me that I always wanted to do and reflecting back like I think it was Steve Jobs said you can only join the dots looking backwards right I realized actually some of the sacrifices my parents made in supporting me and my career choices really shaped my view around leadership about uh, the fact that it's about others and the sacrifices we make as leaders rather than the the privileges we get from a position of, of leadership or, or authority. So that was sort of one pivotal moment, really, that kind of shaped my view. Um, and then clearly leading young young soldiers on operations overseas on active duty kind of absolutely, again, shaped my view about leadership and probably cemented it in that I really understood that my job as a leader wasn't just to deliver a result or secure my objective. It was absolutely to look after those human beings that I had the, the privilege and responsibility to, to lead, which is interesting. I think sometimes in the, in the business world, leadership can be so focused on hitting the result and the number, and we can forget about the looking after the, the people piece, or at least we look after the people when we have time, when we're done doing the doing. And it does strike me, speaking about how, how leadership is, how that now manifests in, in the corporate world, it does strike me that there's a kind of a few different schools of thought on this. And broadly speaking, there seems to be a kind of an older view of who leaders are and how they should operate. And then there's a kind of a, a newer view, a more modern view, one that's specifically geared towards as well a younger workforce. Are, are, are you seeing for many leaders in the workplace that they're kind of caught between these two operating models, especially when they are looking after a, a mixed workforce comprised of you know, older generations and then middle-aged workers and younger workers? Uh, absolutely. I think there is a generation of leaders who are sort of squeezed in, in the middle at the moment. On the one hand, uh, they look up and to the past, sort of the... Um, leadership mentors or role models they followed who more so than not probably demonstrated a quite robust just do as I say um, sort of very uh, put on the corporate armor 
type of le leadership mm. style. Um, more and more, we're seeing now people are responding to a slightly softer style. The leader doesn't need to have all the answers. It's okay to, not just okay, it's really good to ask your team for advice and input. Actually, it's okay and good from time to time to drop that armor and show show a little bit of um, vulnerability even. And I think a lot of those leaders who are in senior positions now or coming into senior positions are, are, are really squeezed be, be, between those two. They might be receiving some coaching either physically or on a training course or reading or seeing stuff online that's suggesting this slightly softer, more vulnerable style. But it's a hard leap to make because that's what they're that's not sorry what they're seeing seeing above them so there there is a change and it's tricky and and, and i suppose for for some leaders there may be because it seems like a relatively straightforward notion to grasp and it it kind of just makes it's kind of just common sense but it seems like some of them are um i don't know maybe maybe almost fearful to do this, right? That they're thinking of like maybe the worst possible outcome that they would lose the faith or trust of their team by exhibiting some vulnerability or saying, I don't have all the answers. But I think the reality of being brave enough to try that is, is often quite different. Uh, absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. That's exactly it. There is a degree of, of fear there, kind of what will other people think of me if I drop the mask or, or say I don't know and, and what impact might, might that have? I guess it's because we um, worry that it might be viewed as a, as a sign of weakness, when in fact, it's, it's the absolute opposite. So long as like we can't constantly as a leader go, hey guys, I, I don't know, what, what do you think? We did that all the time and constantly shared our worries and concerns, like that, that's not gonna work. But actually to, to ask our team for help shows that we value them, we care about their view, we want their input, we value their expertise, and that can only be a good thing. And then the flip side, or sorry, alongside that, if we drop the mask a little and kind of show a little bit of vulnerability, actually that doesn't show weakness, that shows a huge strength of character. Like I am strong enough and comfortable enough in my own skin as a leader to, to let you in and know what's really going on, to show you I'm human, just like you. I have worries and, and concerns. Like that just makes people want to follow us even more because they see the the real person and they can relate to us because we're not so different to them. And I think a, a very natural human compulsion when you feel trusted and brought into sort of a an inner circle, so to speak, um, a very natural human instinct is to reciprocate that um, because Absolutely. trust is. I mean, it's it's, it's a big part of just being human being and, and leading a sort of complete and fulfilled life, right? Without having people who trust you and you trust them, then it's kind of a shallow existence we would all live. Absolutely. And I think, um, so So whilst COVID-19 has been really tough and it's brought loads of challenges and been hard for, for lots of people, out of it, there are kind of positives that, that come as well. And one of them is whilst we've all been working from, from home, we're suddenly seeing into people's homes and spare bedrooms and kitchens. And we see people's kids and pets in the background and drawings that their kids did. So suddenly people are seeing the real leader and a little bit more mm. into their world. And leaders are seeing into the world 
of those we've got the privilege and, and responsibility to lead. And that that's helping with with that trust and humanizing of, of, of work a little bit. So that's a, that's a real that's a real positive for me. Now, speaking about how um, th there becomes a kind of a critical point in people's career where they um, transition, and, and it sometimes doesn't happen in one fell swoop, sometimes it's kind of a transition period, but the, 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 there's this period where they move from being a sort of a, a, a doer or, or someone that's like responsible for a task into someone that is, is a leader or is responsible for people. And there are times at which people pursue that opportunity uh, for all kinds of reasons. It's a, it's a move up in the right direction, there's greater pay, um, but then there seems to be a generation of young people who who have a sort of a romanticized view of being a leader. I think there's certain sort of titles and, 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 and images that people want to associate with themselves for various reasons, um, various aspirational reasons. In, in the case of wanting to become a leader, um, what are some of the sort of more innately good or right reasons for that, right, rather than just saying, well, I want to get the paycheck or it's a move up in the right direction, or I think it's going to be cool. Job titles looking good, you know, which might not really be setting you up for success um, and, and not lead you to being uh, sort of being a good leader. Well, it's, just, it's such a big question, Gene. There's so, so many. Um, I think it needs to be, if you're going to be successful as a leader, I think the driver needs to be more about the, impact that you want to have and less about ego i think it needs to be probably more if not equally about wanting to develop and grow other people as it does about wanting to progress your yourself i think you've got to be passionate about supporting others and delivering results through others and start to be less concerned about just what you can do and and deliver your yourself. And I think also um, you need to to realise that as you step into leadership positions and more senior leadership positions, actually that the reality is it's not all about the privileges and the additional benefits that you get and working less. Actually, it becomes right. more about some of the sacrifices you make some of the things you you give up and probably working working even even harder but it's a it, it, it's a wonderful job i've absolutely loved every leadership position I, i've had and what it's enabled me to do and how i've grow, grown as as a result um but it's more about kind of what you have to give and give up rather than what you what you get and and from an operating perspective it seems like this ties in with something that you've written about which is the importance of authenticity, mm. you know, for 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 leaders that are are coming into the role and and want to ensure that they establish sort of an authentic approach, what are some great examples of of maybe well known leaders or maybe even leaders that you've come across and that you know firsthand who who are an embodiment of that? So, who are those people and, and what does it what does it look like on a on a day to day basis? I'm, I'm always going to answer as a, as a politician, Gene, and, and, and dodge the question in, in a roundabout way, because whilst it's great to look to other people for inspiration, I think we need to be really careful of looking to others to copy or, or replicate what, what they do. And what I mean by that is there are 
so many leadership training courses that have been run all around the world that one of the first things the trainer gets people to do is think of a great leader and let's deconstruct them what do they do what were their values how did how did they behave and that's not that effective so like the classic people always talk about here in the uk at least is uh, churchill sir richard branson maybe mother teresa pe people like that and i'm not any of those people I've got different values, a different belief system. I grew up in a different time. My work is in a different industry. So looking to replicate individuals like that is, is never really going to be that, that successful. What we're better to do, I believe, is, is look inwards, understand our belief system, our values, our motivations, and then make sure that we use those as the basis for our, for our leadership. And then any tools, models, or frameworks that we might learn about and use, we run them through that filter of, is this model or framework congruent and authentic with what, what I really believe in and who I am? If yes, use it. If no, ditch it. If maybe, then adapt it to, to, to fit you. And then the, the final part to answer this, this question, I'm, I'm conscious we don't have that much time, is on, on my own podcast where I interview MDs and, and CEOs, probably at least 70% of them talk about this moment of inflection they had where up until this point, they'd almost been trying to copy another leader and it wasn't quite working. Then they stopped, started being themselves and things just, just took off and it felt better. They were delivering more, more easily, better, more quickly, and people wanted, wanted to follow them. So for me, it's really about doing that deep introspective work of understanding ourselves rather than trying to, replicate or, or model some, someone else. Strikes me that that is a, um, a pitfall of the human condition in, in a way that we're, we're always looking externally for the answers, feeling that, that, that maybe others have got it right and not believing uh, enough in oneself that, you know, we can be our own person, we can carve our own path and we can do this our own way and still succeed. Yeah. And, and it's hard doing that introspective work and asking yourself those questions. It is hard and difficult, and sometimes it shows up some uncomfortable truths. And actually, it's not the sort of thinking that we really sit and do very often. It's mostly about the task, what have I got to do next, rather than the slightly more philosophical, moral-based questions about who am I and, and what do I stand for? And we can just think, oh, this is too difficult, so I'll just stop and just try and do what Branson or Elon Musk or, or Zuckerberg did and copy them, but it invariably doesn't work. Last burning question from me, Ben. There's people listening to this that will be at sort of all career stages, um, all age ranges. Is it ever too late to become a leader? No, never. You don't need to have a title or a position to, to be a leader. And you say become a leader at some stage in, in our lives, we will all be a leader, be it for a long period of time or, or, or a moment. If we are having any sort of impact on those around us, friends, family, community, sports clubs or whatever, at some stage, people will be looking to us for inspiration and copying what, what we do consciously or unconsciously. So, no, it's never too late to, to grow and in, improve. And to set a great example that inspires others absolutely that's what it's about ben it's been amazing having you on the show thanks so much for your time and coming on 
been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. And for all of our listeners, we'll be linking to Ben's website uh, in the podcast description. So if you want to read more uh, about what Ben has written or if you want to connect directly with Ben, please feel free to do so. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. For any feedback, requests, or suggestions of things that we should include on upcoming shows, please drop us a line at contact at apply.io. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time. Click, start and track Your application's never write a cover letter again 